Are you guys ready for the word of God? I am. I also am ready for the word. Today, I want to expand on the teaching I brought to you guys uh, one week ago, two weeks ago, on levels of prayer. And my goal is to give you a little bit more insight because I believe you need to understand how miracles take place in your life in order to experience more miracles. I want you to experience more miracles. And for that, you need to know by revelation how you can participate in the process. The way we participate is through prayer. But prayer is, is an art, is a spiritual discipline. And as the name I mentioned here is as a discipline, you have to practice in a right way in order to enjoy it. If you are working out and you are working out your muscles in a wrong way, you may get a little bit healthier, but you never persist and keep doing it because since you are doing in an improper way, you lose enjoyment. You don't get that vibe that sometimes you see in the gym. People that really passes the whole night working out and say, why they do that? It's because they enjoy. They do it in the right way. Prayer is meant to be enjoyable. Say amen, everybody. And that's what I want developing our church. A prayerful church is prayerful because they enjoy prayer. Now, and there's one element that makes prayer most enjoyable than anything else. It is the answer of your prayer. It's when the miracles come to pass. It's when you see your prayer becoming substance. Say amen again, everybody. Because that's the goal. We don't pray just for the sake of pray, prayer. We seek the Lord asking, believing that He answers our prayers. That He is willing to bring into substance what we have in our hearts. Now, for this to take place, we, and I want you to learn this process. Develop this process of uh, prayerful life. All right. So, we're going to start in Philippians. Okay. Um, let me get my notes here. Something went wrong. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. We all know this verse. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. I love this. Would you tell this to your neighbor? The love is at hand. Come on, tell him. Tell her. The love is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. Really? It's almost like placing you outside in the Florida summer day, humid like never before, and ask you, do not sweat. Like, how am I not going to be anxious about everything? We are in the verge of literally World War III. We are seeing bad news every time, all the time. We thought we we're going to have a break after 2020. And suddenly we are being threatened 
by a world war. Yeah, but don't be anxious. That's the command. Let's keep reading. But in everything, by prayer. I'm going to use the word petition here. Okay? By petition and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God in the peace of God. Oh, hallelujah. So the, 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 the way to be uh, out, protected from anxiety, is to have a source outside of myself of peace. The peace of God himself, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The title of my message today is Petition and Conviction that should be built up capped with thanks and trust. Petition and conviction that is watered and supported by thanks and trust. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Holy Spirit, we come together with a reverent heart, willing to learn, willing to grow, and to develop a genuine prayer life. A prayerful life, speaking to our hearts. We pray in Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. 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 So, the word here is petition, supplication. The original is disease. It's kind of very close to the word in English of sickness. But it means seeking, asking. That is the prayer that you got to the point of changing your state of emotions. You are in the petition level that really affects how your blood pressure moves. Because you are really praying to the God that answers prayers. And you're really casting on Jesus all your worries. You feel His peace. You, enjoy, you experience right after that petition prayer time a sense of relief and protection. And if you did not get to this point, do not stop yet. Say amen. If you are praying, but you end prayer time even more concerned and worrisome than you started, do not stop yet. Keep praying. Keep pressing on. Because petition, prayer, supplication should at least result immediately sense of relief. Are you guys with me? Like if you are praying, if you are trying to cultivate a prayerful life, but that does not result at least minimally into the sense of security and relief, there's something wrong. You're not praying with to, to the God that is a person, that is a good listener, and is willing to answer. You are praying to some sort of being you created in your mind and maybe you are making a small you know therapy session with this imaginary friend but it's not real and you know it's not real you're just deceiving yourself and you're creating this mythological no 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 you're talking to a real god that has all power that is able to do far beyond you can ever ask think or believe and that's why when you pray with the petition supplication heart you live that prayer time Relieved, in peace. If you did not get to that point, do not stop yet. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6. Humble yourselves, 
Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, everybody say with me, proper time. Yeah, just uh, only the adults are going to look to the young and going to say, there is a proper time. Tell, tell to the youngest person close to you, say, there is a proper time. Don't feel awkward. There is a proper time. You know, because it's hard for the young people to understand. There is a proper time for everything under heaven. In the proper time, he may exalt you. And I'm saying this to the young because the context of First Peter is exactly this shepherd, pastor, uh, teaching to the young people to be patient. But let's get into this context here. Verse 7, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Can I hear good amen, everybody? So good to know the Lord cares for my worries, my trials, my tribulations. He cares for me. He does not leave me alone in the middle of this earth full of threatens and tribulations and, you know, and, and risks of life. No, He cares for me. Verse 8, be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, lion seeking Someone to devour. I wrote like this. When we pray, we are humbling ourselves. And therefore, for us who praise, there is more grace. There is more grace to the humble. And I pray exactly because I came to myself and realized I don't have strengthening myself I don't have all the ideas I needed I don't have all the answers the problem needs but when I pray I humble myself and therefore there is more grace for me when we pray we recognize we are weak and therefore there is more strength for those who praise for those that spend time before the Lord and receives the Lord's strength to go above the average patient long uh, uh, steadfastness that most people go when we pray we are rising incense to God that's the image in Revelation chapter 5 Re uh, uh, the symbol in Revelation and maybe it's literal we don't know we don't have all this a glimpse of the spiritual realm but the symbol that John looks and sees the prayer as a smoke of incense and he senses smell a particular uh, a scent is so strong that that scent covers your stench of meat what yeah just like Daniel because he was a prayerful man he could be thrown into the lion's den but he did not smell like meat he smells like incense, and lions don't eat incense. When you pray, the roaring lion that prowls around will not find you. He will not be able to see you because you have a prayerful life. So this week is time to pray in another level. We are stepping the first day of the last week of our fasting prayer. I'm inviting you to really be intense. If you did not join us so far, this is the week. Come on, join us. We are praying every day, 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. God is moving. We are growing in His presence. But there is a prayer that changes things. And changes things and changes you. Matthew chapter 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. 
And all these things, in the context here, speaks about your daily needs, food, clothing, whatever you drink, your, your sustainment. Whatever you need will be added to you. Verse 34, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. So this uh, persistence on do not be anxious is because we need to pray more. For tomorrow will be anxious for itself, sufficient for the day, its own trouble. So my desire is that as you develop your petition, this petition that is uh, changing you from this worrisome, anxious person into a calm, relaxed, in peace person becomes a conviction. Your petition eventually should become a conviction now it's very hard to discern when it happens but you know when it happens and how you know it because you are convinced about it <laughs> because you have the conviction and nobody changes that from you let me explain what i mean with a bible passage mark chapter 11 verse 23 truly i say to you Whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it in the past tense. You pray and you have that conviction. You already receive it. And it will be yours. Thank you so much. So the, the point is, I'm making a petition for a couple of days, maybe a couple of months. Some of you guys have this supplication before the Lord for a couple of years. But eventually, that prayer petition becomes a conviction. Every child of God should, co should come to this point of faith regarding a specific prayer request. Your petition should eventually become a conviction. Now, how are you going to know, Pastor, if what I'm praying is something I should keep praying or just give up on praying? John chapter 14, verse 13. 14, 13. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do say amen. amen guys we have this type of promise and we we really don't use it we really don't really you know put our hearts into but jesus is giving a clear statement asking my name and i will do it that the father pay attention to the criteria that the father may be glorified in the son 14 again if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. He repeats again. He insists on us to pray in his name. And you're going to wonder how I know, Pastor, if what I'm praying I should give up or keep pressing on. Whatever you're asking, is it able to glorify the Father in the Son? Keep praying. But I need to be honest, there is another sign, there is another point that you should pay attention. If that supplication, 
that prayer request never ever becomes a conviction in your heart, maybe it's not for you. So I want to be practical with you. So we encourage you, give me the prayer points. We're encouraging you during these 21 days to have three personal prayer goals, right? Prayer points. And we're praying every day for these prayer points. And that I ask you only for three because my expectation is that through during the 21 days, one of them, maybe the three of them, will become a conviction. From petition, they will turn into your heart a conviction. You'll be so assured and, and convinced about it that you will not be able to ask anymore. You will be convinced, assured. It is done deal. It is totally complete in your heart. And that is where many brothers stumble. They keep making supplication when they have already conviction. So they are praying as asking even though in their hearts, God already spoke into their spirit saying, I gave you already. You know already received. Stop to ask. So what I'm saying is, should I then stop to pray, pastor? In a sense of supplication, yes. You are not making a petition anymore since now you have a conviction. Now it's time to nourish with gratitude. Now it's time to Keep it, that promise alive with thanksgiving. Now, you, this is the order. Because if, you, if I force you to be grateful and thankful for something that is not yet a conviction, is hypocrisy. So, I, don't, I, I know the Bible speaks about thanksgiving, but you have to understand the order, how the apostles write. He says that you ask Believing in what he, he settles in your heart as a conviction, now you are thankful for. That's why it begs us to read Philippians chapter 4 again. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. The order of the actions matter here. Let your requests be, been, be made known to God. So have you ever experienced this feeling this feeling of conviction and i remember a moment in my life i know it's very foolish but i i just have the desire to buy a motorcycle and i used to have a scooter we cannot call that a motorcycle i bought it a scooter in order just to have another vehicle in the family but i just desire to buy that specific orange cruise type motorcycle it was as ugly as you can imagine but i love it anyways it was orange who buys an orange motorcycle i bought it i love it and i saw it i said i want it god i asked so i made my petition i pray about it i didn't have enough money i just started to pray and ask lord just open the doors create an opportunity give me an extra job holy spirit i want that bike so much and i remember the the turning point I remember when my faith had a, 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 a shift. Like there's something that, that triggered inside of my heart that I said, you got it. I'll give it to you. And I was completely convinced I'll have my bike. I was so convinced about it that I stopped to ask. 
I start to think, and more than that, I start to look for the accessories of my bike. I start to browse around to see what I, how I could make my bike even more customized. Because I already had it. But I was still riding my scooter. It doesn't matter for me. I knew my bike will come eventually. I'm not joking. About 20, 25 days after this, you know, shifting my heart. I, I was so crazy at the time. My pastor also, I think, I think he couldn't control me at the time. I was leading youth. Uh, and I remember speaking to my uh, youth group that I said, I got a bike. I'm, I'm going to buy such and such model. I, you know, you guys are going to see in the following weeks. And I start to say, completely convinced that I had a motorcycle. And I want to prove to them that God gave me. And 20 something days after, I got it. And I entered a church building with a motorcycle. Say, I got it. I told you guys. God gave me. <laughs> so you nourished. You keep. You built. You supported. You feed your conviction with thanks. With thanksgiving. So when we were buying this building, we were in the process of petition. We're praying, we're asking, we have no idea how things are going to work. I brought it, the financial board in the, in the process of praying with me. Let's think how we're going to do with these things. But I remember, and some of you guys that were with us in the process, uh, perceive that moment. That we stopped to ask about the building. We simply stopped to talk about how we're going to buy it. We just said, we're going to buy it. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of circumstances. And I remember that... When there was the shift from petition to conviction, I could only be thankful for the building. And again, tempted to be worried with so much construction to be done. I was not worried about how we're going to buy it, when we're going to buy it. I just was worried we have such, so many things to renovate in the building. My mind was already in the building. You know, thinking on the projects. Some of you guys were even brought to the building with us to think so many things we could be, that could be done in the building. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. To which indeed you are called in one body. Let me stop here a little bit. So remember that state of peace, of calmness. Is a result of the petition, the prayer that changes you is the first level. You, 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 are, you got already the peace. The peace of God that surpasses all knowledge, you already have it. And look what happens. Because you already have it, because you are peace, because you are at peace and you are convinced, what is the following thought here? And be thankful. And be thankful. It's always in disorder. You can, look, it's, again, it's fake Christian life. If you are thanking God for things that you are still in doubt in your heart, that did not become a conviction yet. Verse 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Hallelujah. How many of you guys like to sing spiritual songs? I love. 
I, lo I love to really bring worship every time I gather with brothers and sisters. In life group, we sing because we know through that I am reminded that the Lord listened to my prayer. And now I have a venue. I have a channel of soul expression of my thanksgiving. That's why we worship. That's why we sing. It's not because it's our duty to sing. It's because it really it creates that channel of expression of thanksgiving. And then the apostle keeps saying, with thankfulness in your heart. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Three times the admonition is to be thankful because thankfulness sustains supports reminds you of your prayer requests but with conviction not with doubt are you guys with me but again please don't misunderstand me if you are still doubting if you're still hesitant if you prayed and you still not with the sense of conviction keep asking keep seeking keep knocking until it becomes conviction until it becomes peace settlement in your heart amen so a few weeks ago fire marshall came over here gave us the occupancy safety for our building 400 people now pay attention to the story you see above the water fountain we have we have to put that little black sign over there 400 people and when the fire marshal gave me that number i i just had that number as a conviction i said just immediately it was a shift again the conviction moment because so far i was praying for church growth more people in our service god we just want to you know see more people come into our service god look this is space we want to see a crowd over here god you want to do that and i was asking for growth i was making a petition the number came she had she made the measurement it was a, a, a female mar fire marshal and she gave us the number it, it just was a prophetic moment it's just like this is the number you have 400 people in each service it, it came like the, in each service it's because you're going to be multiple services come on somebody in each service and, and it's just like i stopped to to pray for that and then we are heading into the the 21 days i'm telling you this so you can understand maybe this is how it happens with you so we were heading to the 21 days of prayer and fasting and we're looking for you know god what do you want us to pray during these 21 days i couldn't place in the prayer points giving the prayer points i couldn't put in the prayer points church growth why because god gave us in each service 400 people already it's done deal i'm totally convinced there's nothing that's gonna block this to happen you can see with your very eyes that this is taking place come on somebody so we need laborers, number two. So I start to pray already for laborers. God, I need pastors. Jesus, send me more leaders. God, give me more houses. We need more hosts, God, because the people are coming, Jesus. And I know they are coming. It is settled in my heart. I totally convinced about it. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the assurance. I'm going to use the word conviction. Faith is the conviction of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I want to use two eyes the word conviction. Because your petition should become a conviction that is nourished with thanksgiving, with thanks. 
with gratitude, with praise, with worship, with a lifestyle of worship and praise. Now, if the, the pairs are su supposed to um, support one another, another element that helps us in thanksgiving and thanks is trust. And I'm intentionally using the word trust here and not faith. I could use the word faith. Uh, but first, I want to create a way for you to remember. Thanks and trust. Petition and conviction. I know you're going to remember these words. But it's not more than that. It's because unfortunately, for many reasons, and just because language is a live element. Language is this anthropological uh, skill we have. But it evolves Right? It develops itself for the misuse, maybe for the overuse of the word faith. Many times when you listen to the word faith and we associate it with this uh, religious idea that God will do it because He is God. Or we think faith in faith itself. You just need to believe. No matter what you are believing into, just believe. This is the motto of Disney World. Just believe in your, you know, your dreams come true. No, it's useless if you just believe. Believe in what? Believe in who? Who is going to bring my dreams to come true? Mickey Mouse? No. I believe in the God Almighty. The one that has the power to do impossibles. And he has a name. And he is my savior. He is my personal savior. More than that, he is my heavenly father. I have a trust relationship with him. That's why I intentionally choose the word trust you. Even though I could use faith. Okay? But faith, there are many layers of it. Again, any, as any other language, I'm, I'm sorry, any other word in our language, um, if, I, if I show you, for example, a piece of, a picture of a red fruit, you don't know yet, but it's a red fruit with little black dots inside. You probably will guess watermelon. But if I show you a slice, like a smile, with a thin layer green one, in the middle is red with little black dots. You're going to see watermelon. What happened with me? Is this anointing or something? <laughs> Hallelujah. I feel the anointing. Are you guys with me? And you show, come on, make something happen here, guys, because you may, I don't want to disanoint it anymore. <laughs> I want to make sure that we keep preaching. I show you this, you know, this uh, oval shape. Uh, green with little stripes, kind of uh, light green color. You're going to see watermelon because uh, every, every word has many aspects involved. When I say the word faith, maybe you are thinking on this faith into a person, faith into the system, faith into... F no, no, no. I would like the word trust because trust is relational word. Trust means there is an exchange of relationship here. Trust speaks of confidence, security. Trust is relational because you lay on that person, on that thing, your trust 
It means your life is in that person's hand. Trust takes time to be built and is a result of relationship. First John chapter 5, 14. And this is the confidence. And here I put in brackets trust because the context it speaks about that. It's a relationship with the Heavenly Father. And this is the trust we have toward Him. Trust is always toward God as a person. And if you ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Now that's why the word trust is better. Because if it's only faith in God, you're going to ask whatever you want. But if it's a trust in God, you want to first know His will. Because you trust that His will is better than your will. Because it's a trusting relationship. You learn how to bring your desires, but also to trust His perfect, pleasing, acceptable, perfect will for you. You have tested the relationship. Therefore, you ask trusting. Verse 15, and if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of Him. Mark 11, verse 22, Jesus said, have faith in God. In my paraphrased version, I'll say, trust in God. But trust in God for real. Get to the point that after you made your petition, you are convinced and you have the conviction about it. You are thanking God. Now please let this conviction turn into praise and trust. A relationship. Let, us, let, let me be very honest with you. Because the ultimate goal of God... Is that through our prayer journey, we come to trust Him more. And that's what Jeremiah, the prophet said. Let us always stand up as I close. Jeremiah chapter 17. Would you please take your Bibles or you can follow up over there with me. Jeremiah chapter 17. Blessed is the man who trusts the Lord. By the way, let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's read together this beautiful prophetic word. One, two, three. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. Verse 8, he is like a tree planted by water that sends out its root by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green. And is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. I want it to be this kind of tree. I want to have this kind of roots by the streams. That's why the invitation is for a trust relationship. Would you close your eyes right now? And some of you guys are testing the waters still. Still wondering, is God worth of my trust? Oh, sure, pastor. I'm a Christian. I must trust God. No, you don't. You don't. You have to really know Him in order to trust. As, as you are never going to trust your children, your money to something or someone that you do not trust, you need to know first in order to trust. I'm inviting you to know Jesus in a way you never knew before. With your eyes closed, find church. 
This is the moment we invite people to know Jesus. To lay their trust in Jesus as their Savior and Lord. Would you, Vine Church, pray with me to help these people that are going to make this prayer for the first time. Say with me, Lord Jesus. Today, I trust you. I call you my Savior. I call you my Lord. Save me. I give you my heart. I give you my life. In your name I pray. Let's give a shout of praise, everybody. Come on. Yes, salvation. Salvation is the first step. It's the first step of many other steps of growing trust. Now I want to pray for you. I pray for those that are coming into this journey of prayer that maybe is enduring for years and you still do not have conviction. But the Lord wants to bring the peace that surpasses, exceeds all knowledge, even today. For some of you guys, you already have the conviction. But you, for some reason, let it go. It became dull and dusty over your heart. Yeah, one day you received that conviction, but now it's not the same. What about you raise a worship and a praise, a word of thanksgiving to the Lord that gave you already what you ask Him. With your eyes closed, lift up your hands. Let the Lord remind you of His promises. Let the Lord bring again that sense that He cares for you. Let the Lord once again speak into your heart and lead you into His streams, His fresh waters that will nourish your heart with peace, with joy, with relief. Holy Spirit, come over your people today, God. Whatever is the circumstance, whatever is the pressure, whatever is the trials, God, bring the peace that surpasses all knowledge, God. Let no one leave this place, God, the same person that came through those doors. I pray, Holy Spirit, for relief, deliverance, freedom. Let the chains fall down. Let the burdens fall down right now. And I pray, Holy Spirit, for a new anointing, for a joy of the Lord. He's strengthening my brothers and sisters as we lifted up our voices in praises, as we lift our voices in worship to the God of impossibles, to the God Almighty. Come on, let's worship, let's praise together as we close the service. Come on.